If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. I think your wake up call is listening to this. Like this is not by accident that you're listening to this session, this conversation, this podcast. I think it is stepping back and being honest with yourself. That's the hardest part. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Real quick, be honest with yourself for a moment. Is the work that you'll dedicate your precious time and energy to today just a job? Or could you confidently tell me that it is your life's work? Like, do you dream of a life filled with work and this career that lights you up, that fulfills those visions that you have for yourself and gives you this true sense of purpose, but instead you find yourself clocking in and out, collecting your paycheck and yearning for more, regardless of things like impressive titles that you might have on your resume to show for it? If that's you, then this conversation is exactly what you need to hear. After suffering a breakdown from the death of her boyfriend, Melissa Simpkins made the courageous decision to leave her successful and impressive corporate position to shift to a life that didn't neglect her faith, her family, and her wellness. She launched her company, She Suite, from her living room with no contacts, contracts, or clients, and discovered not only a new job, but her life's work. Through her story and message of dreaming big amidst life's heaviest challenges, Melissa Simpkins empowers working women to boldly create a life and career with purpose. She's on the Gold Digger podcast to share her actionable tools to create an impactful and meaningful life and career. She talks about the three gaps that you must actively fill. I don't want you to miss that part. So I'm so excited for this one. Here is Melissa. If you love listening to the Gold Digger podcast, then I have the perfect next podcast for you. Imperfect Action, hosted by Steph Taylor, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. 
Imperfect Action is a bite-sized online marketing podcast for business owners. Join Steph Taylor as she answers all your business marketing questions and deep dives into the nitty gritty of online marketing and content marketing, social media marketing, and marketing strategy for business owners. She recently covered the super hot topic of AI and how it could impact the online business world. You've got to tune into that if you're curious about all the benefits and the downsides of using AI in your content creation. Listen to Imperfect Action wherever you get your podcasts. Melissa, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast. Oh my goodness, Jenna. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to connect with you. There are so many pieces of your story that I feel just super connected on and also pieces of your story where I'm like, I cannot relate. I don't know what that's like. And so I feel like this conversation is just going to be so beautiful. And so before we dive on into some of the more specific questions I have for you, I would love if you could share a little bit about your career journey and kind of the work that lights you up, because I feel like where you started and where you are today, there is a lot of road in between those two places. So can you talk to me about that? Oh my goodness. Yes. And let me just say congratulations to you and all of the fabulous work you're doing. I'm so excited about your book and the success of that. And I celebrate you and I appreciate this opportunity just to be here in conversation. Where do I start? So I think my career, which is kind of what I've evolved to understand, started from really my own insecurity. And I will tell you that I grew up in a small town called Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm very proud of my Southern roots. And at that time, I was very insecure in terms of just my competency or confidence in even public speaking. My mom and dad insisted I start a public speaking class. And I realized that I had a passion, not just for speaking, but like really connecting with an audience and connecting with people. And that led me to a career initially for a hot 48 hours in broadcast. My, my first, you know, kind of, I guess, major in college was as a broadcast major. And then I quit that because I said, no, I just can't see myself being on the news and dealing with the drama of the news. But I knew I had this passion for communications. And that led me to my first internship, which was in PR with Victoria's Secret. And that happened to be the brand that was right down the street from my college, which was in, um, Central Ohio, right outside of Columbus. And over time through that internship and then moving into another internship, I, I kind of built this experience around working in corporations, big organizations. And I had no clue really how to navigate those. But I knew that as I was growing, I was building my voice and I had a strong passion around like I love commercials. And so my career started to evolve into marketing. I went to get my graduate degree in, in integrated marketing from Northwestern. And then I got my, my next real, real job at Procter & Gamble. And I, I will tell you what I love about my career journey. It's always been about people and it's always been about value, which is the brand. And I evolved in working with a lot of amazing brands, Victoria's Secret. I worked at Nationwide Insurance and I went on to P&G and launched Swiffer and a lot of the household brands that are probably in your your cleaning closet or in your shelf somewhere. And that really helped me understand the power of communication and the idea that the way we present our message can truly transform how people connect to who you are and what you do. And, and that became my kind of sweet spot, which was brand. And that kind of was the foray into what I do today. 
So talk to me about this. I love how you said, like, as your experience grew, your voice grew. And I think that's really, really interesting. And I also think that that speaks volumes to just like how in touch you are. Talk to me about this big pivot that happened along with a lot of life happening simultaneously. Walk me through that part of your journey. Yeah. So I think the biggest defining moment for me happened personally at the same time at a very pivotal moment in my career. And it really shaped the direction I took. And it, it started with at the time being in my 20s, being in this job that was really big, doing some really cool things and just starting to get my legs under me and feeling like, you know, I'm in my groove, I'm in the passion point of this intersection of brand and communications. And I had a suddenly moment, I was dating a gentleman that, you know, I had big plans for us, we had big plans. And I got a call one day in the summer and they said, you know, he was playing basketball, he collapsed and died. And it was so surreal because I had just talked to him like a couple hours before. And in your 20s, you know, you just have this view of you can control everything and life is going to be just as you planned. And, you know, you're, you're putting it all in place and it's just going to work out the way you thought. And it was the first time, Jenna, that I had come to a pivot point where it, it was out of my control and suddenly my life is totally different. And that what that did for me was extremely painful, but it really began to have me ask hard questions. Why am I here? What am I supposed to do now? And where do I go? And, and quite frankly, it gave me such a sense of urgency that life is not promised, that this shy, you know, kind of timid person in the box started to just play big. I was like, you know what? Life is short. I don't know when the end is, but I'm going to play this game of life to the fullest and I'm going to start playing big and stop playing small. And that curiosity began to help me think differently about where I was in that moment and then where was I going to go next? And that kind of scared me, but it also gave me some kind of cool butterflies like, hmm, there's something else out there. I need to go explore. So talk to me about the steps. So you and I have this in common where we kind of left this job that was impressive, sounded impressive, you know, mm -hmm. was successful on many standards to pursue something that we felt called into. Mm -hmm. What did that look like for you? Because I love this part in our paths. I think it's slightly different approaches. And that's why I think it's awesome to hear from you. Talk to me about launching your company and where did that idea come from and what was that process like? You know, I find that a lot of times ideas were, are not original. You just come back to them. And I had this idea of launching a business when I was in grad school. And then I kind of put it on the shelf when I got to work at a company that I had always dreamed of, you know, working at. And I thought, oh, this is going to be it. And it was fabulous. It was wonderful. But that pivot point for me caused me to ask different questions. And the question that navigated me to the business I'm in today was my purpose. What is my why? And so that became kind of a journey of self-discovery to say, what am I good at? What are my strengths and skills? What is worth fighting for? Where do I feel like I can make a contribution and do something that's meaningful? I remember being at Victoria's Secret and, and being in the copy room. I had an internship there and I came up against this ad that was copying the models in, in the book. And it said, within me lives a purpose, a reason I'm here. 
And one day soon it'll say to me, hey there, the world needs you. Are you ready? And I'm like, nobody needs me. I'm in the copy room. What are you talking about? And I realized like, wait a minute, what if that's true? Like, what if the world really needed me? And do I know what my why is? And, and is this really it? And I recognized that it wasn't it. There was something bigger. And so I started to slowly, courageously live into it, which meant I started to say, okay, like what would happen if I left, <laughs> right? Yeah. Do, do I have the financial means? Not really. So I got a roommate. I said, I literally got offered another job, a promotion. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to take this promotion. They didn't know that because I knew I needed to work my plan B after hours. So I started working on my business from five o'clock. After I go to the gym, I'd come home and then I'd go work on my business from like seven o'clock till 11 o'clock at night. For two years, I did this. And then ultimately I was like, okay, you've planned, you've saved a little, but you got to take the risk. And I ended up leaving to push myself out of the nest right before I was vested in the company in a corporate environment, like that's when you get like your real, you know, the money for all the hard work. And I quit a month before I was vested. And I know people are like, what in the world? But I was like, if I don't kick myself out when I feel like there's more to risk, I'm not going to do it. Oh my gosh. What did that feel like? Because, you know, when I think about our listener, there's a really good chance that there are so many people listening who are right now kind of clinging to the world's definition of success. They have that inkling, they have that desire. Maybe they have that side hustle or that thing that they're working on into the wee hours of the morning. But a lot of times, you know, we're so tightly tethered to that security. What did it feel like to walk away? I'm sure people thought you were absolutely out of your mind. Oh my gosh, they absolutely did. (laughs) Because guess what? We get so tied up by our titles. Yeah. It takes yeah. so much validation. I call it the jewelry, right? It's like, see, this is my title. This is the company I work for. This is the things that I've done. And all the, all that's really good. I had to learn to stand in my own identity. Yeah. And that was a very hard lesson because I recognize that some people really just validated me because of who I worked for or what I did. And they didn't necessarily value me because of who I was. Well, part of it is I didn't know who I really was or what I could offer. So there was this kind of separation part where I had to reshape my identity outside of my former employer or the title or the people that I had networked around. And that journey was a hard one because I went through a phase of feeling inadequate. I felt like, did I make the wrong decision? And people were asking me all the time, like, well, what are you doing now? And, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have that bent, there's a time you got to really clarify your pitch. I would come home like, ah, people still don't get what I'm talking about because yes. it was personal brand and nobody knew what personal brand really meant. So I had to do all this work to clarify what is my value to the world and how do I help people understand what I do now versus what I did. But going through that journey actually built confidence in me. I know that you you were friends with Dave Hollis and I did not know him personally, but I appreciated a quote that I use oftentimes in my keynotes. And he says, there's something beautiful about watching yourself do hard things. When I reflect back on those hard places where I felt inadequate, I felt like, man, did I make the wrong decision? Nobody's calling me to to get a contract. You know, I'm I'm sitting here with bills and I'm like, how am I going to keep moving forward? I now know the source of my confidence was me watching myself do those hard things and still showing up for myself every day because I knew a secret that they didn't know. They just didn't know my value yet. And that was the pursuit 
I believe, Jenna, that really opened up my ability to, to be resilient and ultimately stand on my value and, and stand on a business that is still here 17 years later. That to me is like, wow. But I now know the sauce, the secret behind that was because I had to show up for myself first, even when nobody else believed me. Oh, that is so powerful. Tell me about this company. Everyone's listening and they're like, so what did she do? What did she build? What did she create? Walk me through it. Yeah. So in 2006, I left my corporate job and I launched a company called Velvet Suite. And our company's whole approach is leadership reimagined and brands transform. And I wanted to help organizations think about keeping and building people as the core value of their organization, not the product, but the heartbeat is the people. And along that journey, and this is really important for your listeners to know, it's okay to evolve and grow your brand and your business. And my, my hallmark was personal brand. And over time, we did some amazing work across different companies. We worked with the NFL, the NBA, all kinds of Fortune 500 companies. But my passion really began to move towards women. I eventually got married, right, 11 years later and have a, an amazing purpose partner, Will. And suddenly I was a mom. We have a blended family. And I was like, how am I going to sustain a career and grow a family? How am I going to do both well? And I started to have a lot of anxiety around that because I had career goals, but I had personal goals as well. And so what I began to realize is that there was not a space to help women understand not just how to have a great career, but how to have a fulfilled life. And that became She Suite. So it became the sister property of Velvet Suite. And our whole approach was how do we architect a brand new model for the modern world of work for women? And that happened, you know, Jenna, before me too. And suddenly, like everything started to explode around women. And I was living the whole experience myself. And the She Suite really became the hallmark of what we do now in the world of work and in the world is our gift is really helping women on mission lead with their whole life. And we have a whole system and an approach around that. We have a program called the Brand Leadership Institute. It's a six-month program that's focused on women who work in corporations. And we have over 15 countries, women all around the world going through this experience. It's exciting. It's invigorating. It's so fulfilling for me because I'm working alongside, I'm doing life alongside women who are accomplishing purpose and choosing success on their terms. The Gold Digger podcast is supported by HubSpot. Entrepreneurs have a lot to deal with without tedious tasks like manually updating reports or chasing down teams to figure out if targets have slipped. With HubSpot CRM, get real-time data at your fingertips so your teams can stay in sync across the customer journey. Track your contacts and customers, send personalized emails in bulk, and get the context you need to create amazing experiences for your teams and for your customers at scale, all from one powerful platform. It's why more than 150,000 companies already use HubSpot CRM to run their businesses better. Plus, HubSpot's user-friendly interface sets you up for success from day one so you can spend less time managing software and more time on what matters, your customers. There's no better time to get organized. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better and get a special offer of 20% off on eligible plans at HubSpot.com slash Gold Digger. 
Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. You said so many things that I'm like, that's a tweetable that like, that was it. That was it, Melissa. And one thing that I appreciate and I just love, like I just close my eyes when you're speaking and you just keep bringing up life. And I feel like there is so many experiences for entrepreneurs where you start this business or even you pursue the career with this idea of what your life will be, what freedom really feels like, what success is. And a lot of times you find yourself a year, five years, 10 years down the road and you're like, this is not what I thought or this does not feel how I thought it would or maybe I just need to do more. Maybe it's a me problem. Talk to me about this distinction between a job and your life's work, because I feel like you are someone who a listener can feel like you are living into your life's work. And I think there's a big difference there. I do. I do believe, and I am a hundred percent confident I'm living into my life's work. Now it's not easy and you still have to make choices because every choice has a consequence, right? But to lead and live into your life work starts with what we call, I call the MVP approach, right? It is mission, vision, purpose. And I literally have at my desk, my MVP. And the way I wrote that MVP was going through that difficult time in my life because I realized I had to make life matter. And a lot of times we as talented leaders, women, We lean into what our strengths are and our strengths take over, which means people recognize us for it. And suddenly we have careers that are suggested to us or evolved into because of our success, but it's not defined by us. And we step back and we're like, wait a minute, this is great because everyone suggested I should be doing this and I'm making money doing it. But is this defining the way that I want to live? For me, one of my mission components of my mission is to be healthy and whole and to live wealthy, time well. I want to be able to be wealthy with my time. How do I do that? Well, I've got to step back and say, what's priority? And what do I have to say I can't do or delegate, right? That to me is leading into intention. And if we take that time to really step back and define our why, to define our purpose, and then stretch that vision, like 
what do you see? Like I literally am living into what I saw for myself even last year, right? Because the vision evolves like your book, right? You saw that in the future. There was choices you had to make today and yesterday to actually live into the book in your hand. That's what I'm talking about. And we've got to take ground back for our lives because we're talented and we have so much that we can offer, but we've got to make the choices that support the vision that allows us to live into who we really are. Mm. Melissa, what would you say if somebody is listening to this and they're like, I do not feel that same level of passion for how I'm showing up today. Like I'm commuting to this job I hate, or I'm fine and fine is just getting by. Like what advice do you have for someone who's listening, who's maybe torn between pursuing this career path they're on, they're about to be vested or their five-year plan is already in motion, or, you know, their boss is painting this vision of their life that sounds all right. But what would you say for someone who's torn between that and maybe taking a risk and pivoting and, you know, starting something different or moving in a new direction? Hmm. I think your wake up call is listening to this. Like this is not by accident that you're listening to this session, this conversation, this podcast. I think it is stepping back and being honest with yourself. That's the hardest part. You know, we believe the lies sometimes that others tell us about ourselves But in our core part of heart, we know that it's just not enough and it doesn't have to be bad, just not may not be enough. And so then we say, well, what do you do with that? Well, I believe you start by journaling and writing down what is the plus and minus of this of the opportunity? Like if I stayed, what would I gain? What would I lose? If I left and I pursued that passion, what would I gain? What would I lose? And what is the middle ground? For me, when I was preparing to leave, it was a couple years before I made that transition. I started with that assessment. I also looked at what were my gaps. If I really wanted to, my heart's moving me over to entrepreneurship, I still had some gaps. I had relationship gaps. I had skill gaps. I had mental gaps, right? So I had to work on those gap areas and give myself a transition plan and surround myself with others who I could learn from, that I could ask hard questions, and also who would hold me accountable to the goal. So it's not enough just to think about it and talk about it. We have to put a plan in place. I think that's kind of my my core value in my gift to the world is the how. It's not just the what to do. I don't want just to inspire you. I want you to feel good or look at what I'm doing and say, oh, that's amazing for her. I want to dig in the trenches with you, roll up the sleeves and say, this is how we do it. And so the first three things I would say in the how is mind the gaps, the mind gap, the skill gap and the relationship gap. Once mm. you've done that, begin to start putting plans in place to make the transition. And you got to do it scared. You got to do it where it's not all 100% clear. And that's the hard part, but that's the good growth part right there, right in that, in that space. One thing I love, and I've been thinking about this so much, is that you know, for people like you and I, we've been in entrepreneurship for over a decade. For me, experiencing this turn in the economy is really my first go around at it, right? Like, especially as an entrepreneur. And I've been thinking so much about how a lot of times people can hear stories like yours and mine, and they're like, like, that just doesn't work these days, right? Or like, it's it's different. You know, it's kind of like when our parents were like, oh, back in the day, you know, and you're like, great, tell me that story again. But what I really love about what you're sharing is something that I think is super important in this space that we find ourselves in, which is that 
we have to cling to safety and security first to unlock our creativity. It's something I think about a lot because for a lot of people, it's like you can't just, you know, put in your two weeks notice and walk away and like start something new. And I feel like you're saying like leverage where you're at to get to where you want to go. Talk to me a little bit about that because I love how you're talking about the how. I think that's something that isn't spoken about enough, especially given the context of where we're finding ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a real life example. I think mentally to your point, we often focus on what we don't have versus what we do. What I will tell you to build you up right where you are is you have experience, you have relationships, you have know-how, and you have a gut, right? And the gut is go with it. So I'll take you back to 2020, March 11th, 2020. You all remember COVID was called a global pandemic. As a matter of fact, it came out around 4.30 something, 5.30 in the afternoon. Our company does an annual event called the She Suite Summit. Our event was scheduled to be in person March 13th. And I had heard this thing called COVID was coming and I just continued to put my head down because I knew we had to deliver. We had sponsors, we had people who were flying in. 38 hours before our in-person event, COVID is called a global pandemic. And in that moment, I had to face a hard choice. Like, what do you do? Do you cancel? Do you, there was no virtual events happening. This is the first ever. Do you reschedule? Do you just try to have people come and break the law? (laughs) What do you do? And in that moment, I will take you to that moment. I was sweating bullets. I had a lot of money on the line. And I talked to a girlfriend who SOS'd me. She says, Melissa, you've been here before. It's not been this, but you've been here before. Go back there. You can do this. And I got my little team together. I said, guys, we're going to do this. We're going to keep this event going. In 38 hours, we shifted an in-person live event to a virtual event. And we, at the time, we're going to have 300 attendees. We ended up with 200 online. And I sweated the whole time. Everyone was cool. The speakers, you know, let's just go on this thing called Zoom and we'll figure it out. I will tell you three years later, by pushing through that pain, going through that this year, our 2022 summit has 25 sponsors, already registered over a thousand attendees. And we've now done this three years in a row virtually, right? Coming out of a very difficult situation that could have, I could have quit and I could have just said, we're not going to do it or we're just going to shrink back. So the lesson in this is that you lean on what you do have. Like you said, that security, that safety. And in those moments when you're tested, like the economy turning, other people are going to quit. Other people are going to shrink back. You go forward. You go forward. And when you go forward, people are going to show up because you showed up and it's going to inspire them. And then you've got a whole new following. You've got a whole new community. You've got whole new buyers. And now they're going to stick with you for the long haul. And we have a 90% plus return rate on our sponsors from that moment in 2020. What if I wouldn't have done that? What if I would have shrunk back and just said, hey, you know what? I'm too scared. And I was, but I had someone in my ear saying, you got this, go for it. It's okay. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. 
Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster, whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activations several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Mm, I love that. And I feel like it goes right back to your point of when you started this whole thing of like, watch yourself do hard things. Like yeah. watch, watch. It never ends. Does it Melissa? Like, never. I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> I don't want to scare anybody, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that's beautiful because I feel like such an amazing part of like this human experience that we are so fortunate to be experiencing is watching yourself be stretched and grow and evolve and challenged and contradicting yourself and learning new beliefs and all of these different things. And I feel like if you are ready to grow as a human, start something, start something from scratch and watch yourself grow. One thing I want to talk about, because I just deeply respect this about you, is that a lot of people speak about their values, right? They say these are the things that matter most. But if you hold up their calendar, or you look at a day in their life, you might not be able to pinpoint them living into the values. And I think that you are one of the rare ones that actually does that. Can you tell me, Melissa, like what is your definition of success? I live for an audience of one. Ooh. I live for an audience of one. One is my creator, God. I feel very personally 
committed to the, how would I say this? To being a steward of my gift of life. I recognize it is not given to everyone and it's not distributed equally. So I, I don't allow other people's perception. I am someone who recognizes the value of, of accolades and, and things of that nature, but I want to remain grounded. I don't want to be a public success and a personal failure. If anything, that keeps me up because I have, I want to have that deep integrity to my why. And so my belief system is that God is first in my life, my family and myself. I have to keep that core. And when that feels out of whack, which it is, it gets out of whack, right? We're people, we're human. I recognize that that to me is, has to be success just as much as growing my business and reaching the number of people and doing all the things that I get accolades for, right? So for me, that is critical to my value system and living into my MVP. It literally, I have on the back of my wall, if you can see it, I have a, a, a wall and it says the MVP mentality. And on my desk, I keep my MVP. My family has one. My husband and I will, it's my purpose partner. And we yearly sit down and look at what is our family MVP? Where do we want to go? And, and how do we keep us intact, right? While all of the things of goodness are happening around us. And so to me, that is core to my success. And also core to my success is that I believe in being a farmer. I believe in planting seeds everywhere I go. It might be a smile. It might be a word. It might be gifts of tickets to the summit, whatever those things are, because the crop always comes back bigger than the seed. Mm. And that is what I am reaping. I am reaping right now seeds that I planted probably 10 years ago. I'm reaping right now seeds that my grandmother planted, right? She's not even here today. So that's my job. If I can live well, lead well, and have fun and make an impact, I mean, I think I'm, I'm serving my purpose well. Mm, you really are. And I think it's awesome too because, you know, so many listeners, there are things in our lives that we're like, this matters the most. And it's so easy to get off course and it's so easy to get distracted. And it's so easy to push the finish line just a little further away so that we keep on the chase. But I feel like, and I can hear it in your voice, there is something that is so immeasurably incredible about like having peace in your life. Can you talk to me about this? I can feel it in you. There's this difference between being content and being complacent. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs grapple with this, right? Like if I am truly like at peace and content, does that mean I'm not pursuing all the things or I'm not getting better or I'm not developing or whatever? Do you feel that peace? Because I feel like you do, but maybe I'm just, you know, <laughs> speculating. I, you know, I, I am hundred percent at peace that I am on purpose. I think that keeps me grounded. But at the same time, because I am on purpose and because I have such an urgency about what I do, I am very much driven to make an impact while I'm here. And so it's a very nice balance, right? And I have to be able to think about being content in that I have discovered my why, but also continuing to pursue growing into my why. I'm not fully there. I have not arrived, <laughs> right? I'm learning, I'm growing, I'm failing forward. I'm becoming wiser. Like I want to be skilled at living. And the skill of living is being able to recognize that you're going to make mistakes. And that actually is the building blocks to success. So I want to keep trying. I want to keep doing. I want to keep 
you know, experimenting. And as I'm doing that, that's kind of giving me life. It's giving me the ability to grow. And it's also helping me to share so that I can be someone who gives and, and other people can learn from that. I mean, I think that's the she sweet way is that it's not just about me. It's about a community of women that change the world because of how we live, because of how we approach our careers and the way we then share that with our families, our children, our community, those we work with. I mean, we are really changing the world in that little way, in our own little way, in our corner of the world. So I think it is about having that peace that you are on purpose, but it is not letting that be a reason to stay stagnant. Mm, I think that is the perfect balance. So my final question for you is this, you know, we're seeing the great resignation. We're seeing women leaving or having plans to leave the workforce in droves. And I'm just curious if you want to speculate on why that might be, whether it's you know, women leaving to be full-time mothers, to pursue entrepreneurship, to work part-time. Like, are you seeing any trends within your own community that might speak to someone listening right now that's like, hey, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not sure I know where I want to go? I believe the trend is not going to change until we recognize that the system of work is sustainably broken for women. The way that we've looked at work, I yeah. think it's it's deeply broken for women. I think it's broken overall in that we've rewarded tasks and competencies over enabling people to truly have purpose and let purpose drive their productivity, let purpose drive their ability to contribute. I mean, Gallup, which is, this, you know, a survey tool that says, you know, how people are doing in the workplace. They say like less than 33% of people who work actually bring engagement to their job. People are collecting checks. And when you've got a situation like COVID and people are checking out of here unexpected, financially, the economy changes, people start to really reevaluate. And I think for women, they want to be able to lead with their whole life. They don't want to sacrifice a great job and a great paycheck, but their peace of mind, their health, their ability to spend time with their family and their loved ones, to be able to manage all the things that are spinning on their plates, right? And that doesn't change, but the way that we approach the life we have is what can change. And so we believe, I'm 100% committed to this because I live this daily and I empower other women to live this strategy as well. It is around how do I have work and well-being? How do I begin to let purpose dictate how I define success and let everyone else take their cue from me, right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I craft the life that serves me well. And that allows me to get the highest value for my time, my experience, my productivity, while also not compromising the people that matter. And I think right now women are renegotiating it and they're saying, look, this is what I want. This is what I will compromise on. These are my non-negotiables. <laughs> and I think it's a great time. But employers got to open up their ears and say, OK, we have to do some things different because the, the times have changed. Yes, Absolutely. Melissa, where can everybody find out more about you, connect with you, check out She Sweet? Give me all of the places. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So I am loving the fact that we get to connect through social and my social handles. I'm big on Instagram. So it's Melissa Dawn, like the sun, Simpkins, no P S I M K I N S. So you can find me on Instagram there. You can find me on LinkedIn as Melissa Dawn Simpkins and on Facebook as Melissa Dawn Simpkins. So please, I'd love to connect with each one of your listeners personally and just get a chance to you know, share my life and my world and all the things we talked about today. 
our company where you can find out all the information about what we do to support women is theshesuite.com. And it's S-H-E-S-U-I-T-E. So like the hotel suite, theshesuite.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the Gold Digger podcast today. This interview was incredible. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. That was undeniably powerful. And I think it was a real opportunity and invitation for us to kind of check ourselves. Where's our time going today? If someone were to watch our day unfold, could they really see our values? What we say matters. Is it reflected in the way that we show up today? I think for a lot of us, we might be finding ourselves out of alignment and needing to go back to really getting honest about what is our purpose? What does success look like for me? What are my values and how do I lean into them a little bit harder? I'm so grateful that you tuned into this conversation with Melissa today. Thank you so much for being a Gold Digger podcast listener. If you haven't yet, could you take one moment to subscribe to the show so you never miss another episode like this one? And if you're able to, could you leave a review? I literally read every single one of them. It means a lot to hear from you, our listener, and it allows us to have incredible conversations just like this one that you can tune into week in and week out. Of course, until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.